this bottle after bottle. The money ain't a thing when you party with me. It's what we into. It's simple. We fall out of control like you wouldn't believe. From the napalm, the bomb, the dawn. I'm King Kong, get rolled on. Come on. Get hype. Get hype. Hello. How's it going? Oh, thank you, Jake. Welcome to Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. Y'all know that joint? I hope y'all know that one. Crack a bottle. That's right. I'm Hakeem. Jacob. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you, Jake. Got the vibe right today. We have the, we have we, some Ciroc in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> we got some, what, White Mountain? White Zombie. Studio? White Zombie, okay. Yeah. A little craft beer. Um, what are we talking about today? We're going to be talking about Eminem's Songs to Get Murdered By and music, Mac Miller's... Music to be murdered by. Music to be murdered by, excuse me. Uh, and Mac Miller's posthumous release, Circles. Let's do it. Before we get into that, you got a fact this week? Got a tree or a bird? Oh, yeah. Something we haven't heard about? Uh, the last time it snowed on Christmas in South Carolina was in 2010. Really? I thought it was more recent than that. We didn't get a white Christmas till... Well, I would say I should say in Greenville, South Carolina. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I thought we got some in, in Traveler's Rest one year. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe y'all act different up there. Maybe. On most men, the left testicle hangs lower than the right one. If the right testicle is lower, he's probably a lefty. I can neither neither confirm nor deny, but I totally confirm. It's true. (laughs) I am left-handed. I need to check that. You're left-handed, too? And the the right is a little lower. Dude, you're left-handed, too? What the fuck? Oh, my God. We're the only podcast with probably two left-handed people. Yeah. That's very rare. I had to go to a function with my boss today and write stuff for him, like take notes. Oh, yeah. And he was pissed. Well, he wasn't pissed. I was like, (laughs) sorry for all like the drag marks across (laughs) your lines, my left hand. Like if if you're left-handed, you know when you write with a pencil, as you write, you're dragging your hand through what you just wrote. Yeah. It's it's a struggle, bro. Yeah. A struggle. I need to check that out. I can't confirm or deny that. Maybe that'll be my fact next <laughs> next episode. God. Just so, kidding. A little bit of news. Offset says that Culture Three will close the trilogy, and he made a joke saying, "Hopefully, it's better than Rise of the uh, Rise of Skywalker." <laughs> so, how do you feel about uh, them releasing a Culture Three? Are you excited for? Couldn't it? care less. Uh, it's going to be a triple album with on. three good songs. Is it really going to? No, it, I, I'm I just saying because the, the first one. Maybe they'll listen to the critique of the second one. Because, I mean, let's be honest. I don't think the second one did as well as the first. Not at all. I don't think it was even close. I mean, on the first one, we I could name I could name four song, almost four songs off the first one right now. Brown Paper Bag, um, T-Shirt, Bad and Bougie, and... Um, Kelly Price one Kelly with Travis Price, Scott. Kelly Price, yeah. Um, oh, there's another one. Slippery. Slippery was good with Gucci Mane. Exactly. So, I mean, and that was only 13 tracks... And then you got the second one, and really the only song I can name is, um, and I can't name it, I can name the features, Post Malone and Drake. Oh, um. And Stir Fry, they did Stir yeah, Fry. Yeah, Stir that Fry, Walk It Like I Talk It. Walk It Like I Talk It with Drake, and then the song with Post Malone, I forgot I, what that was. I mean, was. of course I'm going to listen, but I'm not really too excited about it. So Run, Run the Jewels says that RTJ4 is the best Run the Jewels project. That's a, a fucking lot to say, by the way, if you've listened to one through three. Do you have a favorite one out of the three? I think three is where I was like, okay, I, I can get behind this. The second one is my favorite one of all time. I, I would even say, I would even tell you to go check out the second one. I've listened to all of them, but when we reviewed uh, Run the Jewels 3 is when I, yeah. I kind of, I guess, put some respect on. That's why I Run think going Jewels. back to two would be would be good. Not to, not to try that. There's some really good songs off that. News be kind of short. Talking about some album announcements. Alicia Keys announces a self-titled Alicia wow. album. Just ahead of the 2020 Grammys. She, so. listen, she doesn't put out a lot of music, but Alicia Keys is one of the most talented artists of this decade of all time. Yep. I'm really excited to hear some new stuff from her. Yep. I'm not going to not gonna slander Swiss Beats, but he don't deserve that. She's married to Swiss Beats. I'll respect the Swiss Beats. But. So last but not least, uh, Drake, I guess, posted some Instagram Post saying that he listened to some of the greats last night. That he he posted this. Uh, this was Sunday. I night, see my January I 19th. see my man's tag yeah. in there. Fonte, The Roots, MF Doom, Elzai, which I know you listen to Elzai yeah. a good bit. Um, That's a big cosign, guys. He put out an album in twenty fourteen, right? Blood poisoning. Yeah, yeah. lead poisoning. Yeah, and lead that poisoning. was yeah. 
that was a very, very solid project. Made my top 10 that year. And um, really, really touching stuff. And I hope, I mean, you know, whenever Drake shouts out an artist, it gets him some notoriety regardless. Yeah. Definitely so now, look. look at all the people. I mean, that is a huge look for MF Doom because, I mean, it's, I, it's sad to say, like, Drake's helping MF Doom's career. Like, we obviously had respect for MF Doom yeah. before Drake. Doom doesn't really need a look. No, uh, but that's a lot of exposure. Yeah, sure. Drake saying him. I mean, not a lot of even casual hip hop fans would know who MF Doom is. Very true. A lot of quote hip hop fans younger. Wouldn't Let's know just who say MF that Doom because is. well, Drake speaks to to you know to the youth a lot. So a lot of younger people don't really know or are familiar with uh, MF Doom. So whenever whenever Drake says your name, it's a good thing. So if he could just you know mumble hooks, rhymes, and hip hop, yeah, uh, that'd be good too. Oh, and that's the picture Sorry, of Doom he used. Okay. That's dope. So we'll see. Oh, that was on the story too. Yeah. So let's get into it. You wanna do Mac Miller first? Yeah, let's do Mac first. Alright, so circles. First thing, bro, you are beating the shit. I know, out of the I don't table. know I don't know what I'm doing, guys. I'm sorry. Um so the first thing we heard off of this was the single good news. Um and that's when when they posted good news, that's when they released, okay, hey, we've got a full album coming. It was done with this one producer that helped Mac with swimming. Um, so that was encouraging. And I even said, like, I don't want to do what I did with the X album and like fully buy into what they were feeding us. But I think for the most part, they came through on it. There haven't been a lot of, I'll say the difference between X and, and I hate to use X always as a negative example. Again, um, I don't blame anybody in his family for, for the way his music is being released. Well, Peep's music kind of got, I don't want to use the word hoard out, but it, it did. It did. Both, both of them did. I will say Peep's was a bit different because... Um, the first album that came out after he after he passed, even you said that you liked that one more than some of the the work that he had put out. Well, see, that was, was that was kind of a, from being a non Peep fan. Like right. they kind of watered it down to where yeah. if you weren't really like on board one hundred percent with Peep, you could kind of get behind it, and that's mm-hmm. why I liked it. But a lot of diehard Peep fans didn't like it. Very fair. But with this, I I feel like this is out of, if we're comparing all three, this one has been. The most Better received. Definitely. And also, uh, can you name... I mean, when I first heard good news, I was very sad. But, I, I mean, I, I, to be fair, I didn't cry. But I have seen tens of videos on YouTube of people reacting to good news and just busting out in tears. Yeah, and it's, I, I kind of talked about that when I, when I was writing like my final thoughts. Um, you got to remember that Swimming talked about a lot of the same feelings that are being expressed on this album. It's it's his death that makes it so upsetting because it's almost like now we're listening. Yeah. Like he was saying the same thing on Swimming. And we're not saying that he overdosed because of these feelings that he was feeling. It was obviously accidental. Right. Uh, but that that is what makes it even more sad. I think... I think also the package for Circles is a bit more fine-tuned than Swimming. If I'm being honest, out of the two... Yeah, probably because it's just less cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. Just one person focusing on it. And also not very many variations in the style of music he was doing. Yeah, it's pretty whole. I went back to swimming and there were like some sing-songy tracks and some rap tracks. For the most part, this album from start to finish conveys the same tone um, throughout it. Kind of being that Mac is is sort of I mean he definitely looked down on himself when he was alive. He was experiencing a lot of depression, but he was also saying that there was other stuff waiting on the other side. Yeah. There was a lot of uh being okay with death on this project, and in a weird way, it makes you sort of as a fan reconcile too, cuz you do feel like he he wasn't fearful of death. He didn't have any dark sort of like I don't know if I'm going to heaven or hell. You know, he didn't yeah. really bring that up it was more so like he was really upset with what was going on in his life at the time but he was also understanding that there is more after death yeah and that helped a lot and i think more to not even just so death just like more on the other side of struggle right like there's i don't remember the exact line but he says like yeah today sucks but there's always like tomorrow right um the reason why good news i think was so sad was it was it was more so just an honest feeling of, even though maybe he had this optimistic idea of, you know, the other side behind struggle, he definitely didn't feel like he could talk to anybody about it. Yeah. And that's what good news was. It was, you know, they only want to hear good news. 
Nobody really wants to hear sort of what's really going on in your life and what's affecting your life because, you know, either they're going to give you advice and you're not going to really, you know, take it or no. they're going to sort of just listen and wish you what's wish you the best. But but then even worse, some people will give you their advice and you you're like, you think I haven't tried that before? You know, you kind of get defensive. Yeah. And you don't you don't really have anybody to turn to, so it's easier to just say everything's going well, you know. Yeah, and I think a little bit of, of it too was swimming was well received, but there were a lot of fans that said it was not like it was too sing songy. Mm -hmm. And I think part of a little bit of what he's talking about, people only want good news. Mm -hmm. I think what he's saying is like, hey, the fans who are like voicing their distaste for swimming, mm -hmm. you you obviously only want me when I'm partying or talking about right. partying and maybe that's how he felt about his fans too because yeah. i didn't think about it from that perspective and like the thing he says to okay oh maybe i'll lay down for a little like when you and i were talking before we did this episode we were saying like you could almost see this as his last album as yeah. him just saying hey i'm stepping away from music and that after putting that, that in that context when i heard that line i was kind of like damn then it also is kind of prophetic with his death which is kind of scary because really the last few that we've lost, X, Juice, Mac, all you could say kind of foreseen, like <laughs> foresaw their own death. Mac kind of talking about, okay, maybe I'll lay down for a little. X literally the day before he got shot was talking about if I die in some tragic way, yeah. dies. There's also, and then Juice with Legends talking about yeah, That Mac one to and, me and is X. the most damning. Yeah. Because he really was like, please don't give me this title. And we're all... Giving I mean, it, singing yeah. his praises. Yeah. The another thing about good news was, did you notice him kind of talking about how he felt like doors were closed on him? It's it's hard it's hard for them to hear you when you're talking behind the closed doors. What he said on good news. Yeah, and and maybe that was maybe he was voicing a non music stress through music. Because mm -hmm. I mean, what what door in Mac Miller's career? was really closed that was at least known to the I don't, fan i don't know if maybe maybe i'm mistaking this but i do think he was signed to a label and may have had a falling out yeah he was signed with rostrum right and i think that deal kind of fell through um so there's there's some tension there also we did kind of stop hearing about mac after good am yeah he he dropped divine femininity nobody really i mean i heard a few people talk about it but other than the single with anderson pack I yep. didn't. I didn't really hear too much about it, and then he dropped swimming, and again, I'll be honest. Before he died, I didn't hear anything about it. Yeah, I mean, I was. I I listened to it, and I enjoyed it before yeah. he died. And there were a lot of people that did enjoy. Sure, it. Sure, sure, sure. Oh. No, I'm not saying the fans don't enjoy his music. I'm just saying he's not talked about in the well, mainstream and, in the same way. And after Good AM, like it's easy for people to kind of switch up on him because he switched up the music. Like when you went from Divine Femininity was when I kind of Divine stepped Femin back. Divine yeah, family. that's when he started like the real like he embraced like the, I'm gonna try to sing. Yeah, and I think that's when a lot of like the I step back like the frat boy rap kind of <laughs> backed off. Um, so I mean I can understand that like obviously it would from maybe his perspective seem like the fans are changing, but when you look at it, he kind of changed. Sure. So when you do something different, you have to be prepared for setbacks. The, yeah, the results. Yes. Um, but no, good news just in general. The whole album is sad in the light of his death because he's talking about all these things that were weighing on him mm -hmm. and a lot of unknowns. And his, his singing on this one, though, I liked it more than any other project I've heard it on. I think because it embraced more of the live instrumentation. Mm -hmm. Like one of his best performances is the Tiny Desk concert when Thundercat's really? playing the, the drums for him. Um and he's, he's singing and it sounds good because he's got the live instrumentation. It's an acoustic setting. And this album was very live instrumentation, kind of acoustic. And I think that's where One a producer, voice like, his, like you said. Yeah, I think that's where a voice like he, his shines. It wasn't, it wasn't like it shined. It, it was kind of like, it felt like he was talking to me when I was listening to the project. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just like, that more, whisper. It's it was very personal. That's what it is. Because I wouldn't say Mac's voice traditionally is one that you would expect to hear singing. Mm -mm. You know, it's not something that everybody would want to hear singing. But you compared him to Bob Dylan, and yeah. I, I can see that a lot. Even kind of like a Willie Nelson, mm -hmm. like obviously knows melody, but doesn't always maybe have the best voice for it. Right, right. And um, another song that I wanted to talk about was um, 
was complicated. I really loved the just the funkiness of that song yeah, when it I, first comes on. The when it, synths are when it started, I said it was very like Thundercat inspired, mm-hmm. which I enjoyed that because Thundercat and Mac Miller had a very close relationship and collaborated often. But it reminded me of a Thundercat produced track. Yeah, it did. It did. There was like a there was even like a good breakdown around the two minute mark. I think was when I pointed that one out. Um, I liked what he was talking about here a lot. It's the one where he's talking about way too young to be getting feeling too this old. old. Yeah. Yep. Um, life can be simple every now and then. Kind of, you know, really very minimal, but like very impactful sort of lines like that. Um, his voice meshes really well with the production on most of these tracks, I would say. I don't think I had any any problem with production on the majority of this album. What did but you think it's of... It's a great track. It's one of my favorite ones. What did you think of Blue World? Hmm. I that... like the sample in the beginning a lot. Um, it's by the four freshmen. For those of you guys who didn't know, that was probably more of the probably the most rapping you're gonna get on the album. I thought that too. It was my favorite one too, and there were some lines that I got here. Feeling godlike all the while, the devil's on his doorstep. Yeah, devil at my doorstep. Don't trip. We don't have to let him in. I kind of like yeah. that sort of sentiment. Um, think I lost my mind. Reality's so hard to find. Us, uh, you know, again a, a little bit of foreshadowing there addressing maybe that difficulty with maintaining reality not sure where you're at sometimes yeah um, and we got you got to look at max age yeah. i mean look at these young artists that have had i don't want to say a breakdown but a lot of stress in their life because of fame like mm-hmm. you have justin bieber who's been well documented on just fame that young yeah. and fame that young has proven to be detrimental it, like I, it almost feels like more cases than not like there's some sort of like bad happening max death and maybe i'm wrong about this guys this is just my theory speaking to y'all i sort of felt like he felt like he wasn't nobody was paying attention anymore and i think that killed him the the thought of losing that attention from his fans maybe even you know when after his breakup public breakup with ariana grande i'm sure that sort of compounded things and then of course i mean you know, fentanyl at the end of the day is what really killed him. Yeah. But there is that feeling of like, I don't matter anymore. And I do hear that a lot on this album. And maybe that's why he was looking for something better. Because I, I feel like at the end of this album, I feel as if Mac was just saying, I've had enough. Yeah, I mean... I've had enough with everything. And When you said he could step away from music when like the, yeah. the album ended, and I remember that you said that, I was like, damn, you, he really could walk away after this. And I, I don't know how anybody could be mad at it. He has so much... Matt gave so much, I think, and I can only speak musically. I'm, I know he did give a lot to the people that were in his life uh, directly as well. But he gave so much in regards to music... This is a guy that I discovered right before Blue Slide Park. Yeah. That's when I think a lot of us did. We were in <clears throat> maybe sophomore or junior year of high school. But he had put out maybe six mixtapes before he put out an album. And then on top of that, he puts out Blue Slide Park, watching movies with the sound off. Um, he puts out another uh, mixtape, Faces V2, yeah. which is outstanding. Macadelic. Um, Mac- well, Macadelic was before. Yeah. But Faces V2, then he put out Good AM, Divine Feminine, Swimming, and now here. Yeah. I mean, tell me that's not a full discography. Yeah, it is. And and it's unfortunate that his life had to come to an end. But he really did give everything to this world. He really yeah. did. I can't say that about very many people. But no, and I think that's he why, like, he, I mean, and, and anybody that listens know how much we, we love X. Mm-hmm. But... I think Max was more like a kick in the stomach. Yeah. Because it was so unexpected. But then when you started thinking about it, it especially like in the light, like swimming was, and you're like, damn, like he was really going through a lot. And it, it really wasn't unexpected. We should have seen this. Self-care. Have you yeah. seen that? Oh, yeah. man. Come on. Um, and that's why his was just like such a, like just punch in the gut because you're like, damn it. Like with X, he was like, there was a lot of violence surrounding him. So, yeah. To be killed in that manner is not as shocking, at least to me. And I think I think a lot of people could probably relate to that. I definitely was shocked when he died. I mean, you always don't expect that news. 
No, but, but then when I you hear you're it, you're like, how he died. I was like, okay, that, it right. makes sense it would be that way. Right, right. Yeah, Max was very much like a kick in the gut. But I think this album, what it serves as to fans is sort of like a last letter. And when you go into the album sort of feeling that, you do get a lot of satisfaction out of out of this project overall. I mean, I would say from circles all the way down to only one song for me scored below a 7. Once a day. Woods. Woods? Okay. I liked um I liked the instrumental for Woods, but I don't remember you you said I didn't that like as the well. Hook. Yeah, I didn't like the hook though. Okay. And and there and there are a lot less misses on here for me than on swimming. And I wouldn't say it's a miss. That's just the no, one that I. It's just not one of the ones you'd go back to. Yeah. What it, you had hand me down ranked very high. Talk about that one. Um, I like the guitar. I like that, like the dialogue that he's having back and forth with the the, the girl that he's talking about. Um, it has one of the best hooks, and I loved how they. There was a feature, or they pitched his voice. Do you remember that? There was a feature. That was a feature. I um. I I could I never found out who that was, but yeah. I loved that. His name that is feature. Barto. Okay. I don't think anybody anybody got him. Um, I think he's Brazilian, but his name is Barto. Sounds a lot like Frank Ocean. Yeah, it was. I, I just thought it blended really well yeah. with Max. Oh, it was beautiful. Um, yeah, longing for someone to figure out who can help him, help him figure out life. Talking about building a life with someone, having a child, um, you know, it's 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 a beautiful track, very touching. Um, I mean, when you're talking about things like that, all those things, and I wouldn't say they're hard because we don't live that life, right. but it seems like as normal people looking at celebrities, like really spending time with your kids, like our parents spent time with us, mm-hmm. seems like it doesn't happen, and it seems like it would be hard for celebrities to have this normal life that he's really referencing. Yeah, I mean. How do you have that, if, if he was really serious about Ariana Grande, how do you have that relationship with somebody like that? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's, like you said, it's not really something that we can compare. Just like they couldn't really relate to having a 9 to 5. Yeah. You know, everybody has their own struggles. That's, you know, no matter where you're at in life, that, that doesn't avoid you. Struggle no, and, and conflict. I, I don't want anybody to take that as like, oh, he's a celebrity. He, no, he should have no, known. No. Like what I'm saying is like maybe that was yeah, one of those ha- internal struggles that he yeah, had. Like how do I achieve this? Any sort of public figure. I mean, think yeah. about like a president. Can yeah, you they're imagine by like, Secret Service their whole life? Yeah, can like, you imagine? It's over for you. Can you imagine trying to be a, a dad and also being like the leader of the free world? Yeah. I can't imagine. How do you even become a dad at that point? Like you can't really turn that off. And he went, and Hakeem said free, he did air quotes yeah, for free. everybody. The free world. <laughs> Fuck the free good, world. Good night, Baron. Fuck the free world. Good night, Baron. Good night, Baron. I love you so much. Papa loves you. Go to sleep. Yeah. You see Biden running around the halls, scream real loud. Crazy ass. Um, no, I think that's just a hard thing for, like, I think that maybe he thought he couldn't achieve that because of the status he was There's in. There's a lot of doubt on this album. There's a lot of um there are some sort of I think I think a lot of feelings of, of shortcomings that maybe Max yeah. had as well. I like that you, you brought up doubt and shortcomings. Yeah. I watched a movie last night. I think you've suggested it to me before off podcast. Mm-hmm. But the the, t- the movie American Beauty. Yeah. The mother is telling the the daughter like you need to understand that or she's like walking out and she was saying something about how her daughter's self-conscious she's in her head and she's like if if i could tell her it would go away in a few years i would but it would be a lie yeah like just because you're an adult and you have all this success doesn't mean you don't struggle with the things that he's talking about exactly and And it doesn't really go away no no it never does all your life is it's just struggles evolve into different things and different people in different times yep um are there any sort of any other tracks that you wanted to hit on? Um, touch on, I should say, not hit on, like some sleaze. That's really it. Okay, what do you what are you ranking it? I gave it a seven point five out of ten. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and give it a seven and a half as well. Uh, I think it's it's one of Max's best projects. It's definitely very complete. Uh, it made me go back to swimming. And I still have my problems with that album, but it, I There's, appreciate it. There are it some a good tracks more. on there, like Self Care. Yeah. Um, I don't remember which, I think it's the first track. He says, um, 
my regrets look just like texts I should yeah. have sent. Right. That that song's really song good. Is. That's the opening song. Yeah. It is. I don't remember what it was called. But there were a lot of songs that I still go back to. Yeah, on made, the album. it made me go back to it. So it, I struggle with between giving it a seven because I've seven sometimes is a kind of a mediocre score. Like there's been some albums that I've given a seven that if I compared this album to that album, this one would kill it. Right. But it got the seven, seven and a half. I think about it as like enjoyment too. Like it's just that's your what, enjoyment. That's what the point scale. five is. That's what it is. Because to me, it wasn't. I can't give it an eight because I don't think I'm going to come back to this as much. Like out of all the stuff in Mac's discography, this isn't going to be the one that I go back to. It's because it's it's, it's heavy. hard to listen to. Yeah, yeah, it's heavy. Yeah, it's very heavy. But it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful album, and if you're a Mac fan. I think you'll you'll gain a lot from it. And it it did very well at giving us an inside look at Mac's mind <coughs> and his headspace <clears throat> around that time yeah. as well. I like Circles a lot. I thought it was beautifully orchestrated. Yeah. With with having so little amount of people working on it, I think that's really the key to success. And it was already complete. Yeah. You can definitely tell there I I did say there are some some tracks that I felt were a bit short. Sorry guys, I'm fucking up today. Um, making all this noise. It's it's because these headphones. So uh, my old headphones broken. These are kind of short, and now I'm just I'm moving around like I have the old ones, but I don't. He's so. blaming the length when yeah. you really should just be good about you, good with what you're working with. <laughs> if you can't make it work with that, then this this project is it's something to go back to when I'm I think a couple of years when I'm far removed from it. Yeah, because it's I, still kind of fresh right now. It's a good bookend. Yeah, to maybe like later in the year, I'll even go back to this one. Yeah. I could see like when I'm doing my top ten. And I kind of did that with swimming when it came mm-hmm. out first. I really didn't care for it, and then I went back a couple months after, and I was like, no, I really kind of like this. Yeah, I could see this one even scoring higher later in the year. Like, I, I I'm I'm not gonna say it's gonna make my top ten. That's still very soon. Uh, but it's a very touching project. Yeah. I mean, I can't. I, I would almost give it an 8, but like Jake said, it's just not something I'm going to go back to yeah, often There's not a lot of enough. replay value. Yeah, but that doesn't mean we don't love this project, and I highly recommend it. And uh, thank you to Mac and his estate. Rest in peace. And rest in peace to Mac Miller for sure, for sure. Um, thank you for a wonderful project. You know, I can't recommend it enough to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, when we get back, we're going to talk about sneaker releases coming up, and then stay tuned for the Eminem review. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. Before we jump back into this episode, I just wanted to let you all know to give us a subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, a follow on Spotify, and give us a rating as well. Follow us at HLHPO on Instagram, and uh, send us a DM if you guys want us to review something in particular. Thank you all so much for listening. Let's jump back in. These hoes dead, no nigga. Now she classy, know me. I've been counting up the bag. Yeah, yeah. I get to load a bag. I'm fucking up years. Go get the birdie, birdie, nigga. I need some hands. I just kind of want I almost wanted to just not say anything for the entire song because how hard that came in. I was just like, damn. Thank you, Roddy Rich. What the fuck? If, we, if the whole intro was that hard, I'd almost say it's good as the baby's intro on Kirk or Meek Mills. Yeah, on true dreams worth more than. Yeah, put some respect on Meek Mill. Shout out to Meek Mill. Yeah, what's well, I hope we got a big twenty twenty coming out of Meek Mill. I'm feeling. Listen, can I just say that these these first couple weeks of January have been better than a majority of twenty nineteen. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, I mean, I know we've only gotten a handful of albums. Oh, we, okay, we I can't be so. saying that it's the best because this this may be like the Hooks lines of hip hop like white power episode because it's oh, Mac Miller oh, and Eminem. Yeah, we so do. well, I'm Arabic though. Okay, uh, so you got kind of a pass. Yeah. So can I just say that we're just these, kidding? We're just kidding. But yes, <laughs> it had, the first two weeks have been kind of white, <laughs> kind of good. You know who dropped today? Dropped an EP. Tech Nine. And I need you to hear that. I love guess that. what? It's only 14 minutes. Okay, I thought you were about to say it's only 14 tracks. 14? No, no, no. It's only 14 minutes. Okay. Very, I'm going to, actually, damn, there's like five songs I want to ride out to. Can we just make like a No, no I'll, I'll, compilation? We, we may talk about Tech 9 then, because I like Tech 9 a lot. Yeah.
Dude, um, we could just listen to that and then do do two podcasts. You know, don't tell them though. Don't yeah. tell the guys. Yeah. All right. Let's get it. You heard it here first. <laughs> we the best podcast. Still in the meeting. Still in the meeting. Me me me. That's DJ Khaled, if you didn't know. Speaking of DJ Khaled, we'll full segue into some Jordans. Okay. Best, we already talked best about as the I P-Rods. can spin that. Yeah, the P Rods come. I guess came today. I didn't even look at them. I did not bother. No. Did anybody bother? Y'all let us know. I, the problem you. is the the bottom of the shoe just wasn't from. It's too flashy. Also, kind of looks like a Jersey Shore shoe. Yeah, I don't like that. It like it just looks like there's a string draped over. It. I don't know. It's just it's not for me. Yeah. Um, tomorrow the Black Cats. Oh, don't are just. Coming. Did we talk about go back to that one above it? That those came out today. Okay. Air Force One, oh, okay. another clot. I like those a lot. They look, you know, it's nice. Those look like kind of a dry shoe. Kind of. You know, you can wear those to like a party. Yeah. Kind of the same finish as the Edison Chin. Yeah. They're very sweet. The Jordan 4 Black Cat. Okay, guys, you know how I am with black shoes. I'm wearing the Vantas right now. Um, I I love it. And also the 4, to me, is not as bulky as the 5. Um, um, you, but it doesn't I think, have like I think the, the four would fit you good because it's a yeah. wide, like the inside of it. It's a wide shoe. Like on me, it looks yeah. like a skate shoe. Okay. You, which fours do you have? I don't have a pair oh, for it because of that on. reason. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I I would love them. I don't know how I'm. I don't know how desired these are, but the black hat is kind of a popular colorway, so it might sell out. Some LeBrons coming. Nothing. The the nines. Do you think these are gonna sell? I don't think so. I don't the know. racer blue, I, the nine's just not a big Jordan. It's not a desired ever. shoe. It's also when Jordan was playing baseball too. So yeah, I, whatever, dude. I'm 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 lukewarm on those. Damian Lillard shoe is so boring. It's got boost though. <laughs> it's such. And can we just say like, Adidas basketball is kind of a disaster. Yeah. Like I don't know anybody who I see their stuff at, at Ross more than any other shoe. Is Adidas basketball? Yeah. Shout out to Yeezy for putting out the static for the 18th time this year. All we these, love it. All these like Hebrew names yeah, he's using. He's. F- I, I'm. I'm pretty certain that this is some sort of incantation yeah, for started. his cult. Yeezy high. Yeah. Yeezy shell. Get half. The, get half the masses to say this word, <laughs> and the apocalypse will start. They. They're all the pairs have to be present, so that's why they're selling a lot more of them now. Yeah. Remember that? Uh, I don't. It was a <coughs> GQ that did that. Photo shoot at all his yeah, Yeezys. That was cool, though. Yeah, maybe that was like some sort of devil's trap bullshit. The problem is I didn't know there was this many static-esque. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, that one really, the, the yes, Yeshea, yeah, uh, whatever. Yeshea, yeah, it is the most blatant. And it's like you said, a static it has a with a gum bottom. bottom. Yeah, it has a gum bottom. Which, you know what? Guess what, man? That's enough for some people to warrant buying it. Just the gum bottom. Yeah, I like the gum bottom. Like, I wish my statics had that. Oh, whatever. look. But I'm not gonna drop two twenty just to have that. For you. No. I mean, yes, it is an improved. Like, okay, call it the static two point oh. Yeah. Maybe I'll get a pair is. of those just so we can match. <laughs> Whatever. I can't. I don't even think. I You'll think, have to let two fucking chihuahuas chew on the back of yours <laughs> for us to match. I think they'll still sell out. Honestly. Yeah. When is a a three fifty just sells out? Yeah. Guaranteed. Always. Is that it? Yeah. What? So you already said you got the Vantas on. What else yeah. you rocking today? Khakis. <laughs> yeah, you look. You're looking like a bank robber, dude. I look like a straight up bandit right and now. And not guys. like a John Dillinger, like no, like like a cartoon robber, like no, with, like like you should call your cops if you see me like this. Yeah. Yeah. If I didn't, if I didn't know you and you were like peeking in my window, right? Yeah. No, let me in. I live here. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, this is me at the window right now. Yo, let me in. I live here. You know when you like pretend to like, you see somebody that you know, but you don't make eye contact, and you right. just kind of keep walking. I think that's what I probably would do. Because I don't, I'm, I'm not that like rude enough at this point in it's life the to beard just be too. like, here's the middle finger for you. I'm headed to my <laughs> nice warm apartment. Let's get into Eminem. Yeah. Let's so shock drop. Very much a shock drop, and also for once, it was a pleasant surprise from Eminem. Yeah. In a long, long time, guys, I have not found a reason really to listen to Eminem's past projects as much. Yeah, we, it's like, it's almost like, okay, hey, listen to it, to it through one or two times so you at least can feel informed. 
but I, I cannot tell you that I've gone back to Marshall Mathers LP2. The only track I think I remember liking on that Bad was guy. one with Kendrick. I like the ending track where he's like playing himself. The two personalities meet. It was kind of cool. It was weird. I I did I don't go back to Marshall Mathers LP2. I don't go back to Revival. I don't go back to Kamikaze. Like I listened to be informed enough where if somebody asked me my opinion, I could say I I it's trash and let me tell this is why right. I think it is trash. I can't just bandwagon on everybody else that said it was. I can't believe the first time <clears throat> I think I was gonna give that album like a five revival. And then like as I listened to it more and people start breaking down the lyrics, I was like, Oh jeez. It really is like one of the worst projects. Yeah. But Kamikaze was you know, tolerable, but wasn't like something you'd want to go back to. Uh, it was it was kind of a good return to form. But this project is just a full blown, like throwback. Yeah, it's almost kind of like greatest hits because mm-hmm. there's a few albums that you like. The track with Skylar Gray reminds me of like that revival sound, recovery sound. Right. Whereas you you have tracks that go back to like nine roots. Yeah. yeah, literally. Um, I mean, I Will is all his label mates are on there. Yeah. All of Slaughterhouse. Not all of Slaughterhouse, but members of Slaughterhouse are on that, that song. Yeah, and even even the beat that they use on These Nights, he says, I feel like I'm back in my D12 right. days. Yep. It, so, re- it I, felt like he had fun making this project. It, it's almost like Vic, Eminem victory lap. Like, yeah. Uh-huh, I, beat, I beat Machine Gun Kelly. Here's all the other rappers <laughs> I could have beat but didn't. Yeah, I'm just going to flex the whole discography on you and it proved he could still really rap yeah man it's pushing 50 yeah it's crazy he's what 42 no he said for like 46 i think i, I would ask the artificial intelligence right. but the last few times we've featured her name i got it i got this one hey siri how old is eminem eminem is 47 years old thank you siri god so accurate sometimes. i gotta ask you why you have a, a man, man's voice Oh. Why is Siri a zero? I wanted to say a sexist joke there, but I'm not going to. (laughs) Good opportunity. The problem was the the female AI voice would turn into a robot, and it would scare the shit out of me. Okay. And so the male one has been consistent, so I've just kind of kept it as a... Okay. I I respect that. Yeah, it's kind of freaked me out at night. Well, Siri won. Our other assistant, (laughs) zero. Um, Yeah. 47, so you're right. Yeah, push him 50. Well, I... I did kind of steal that line from Machine Gun Kelly. Didn't he say, Emmy, you're pushing 50? I thought, yeah. That's one of his lines. But I, I talked to you when we, before we started that I feel like he didn't fumble any of the features. Like, he had some pretty, like, mainstream, new sound. He had some cringy moments, but it wasn't anything near what I would say Revival was. I really no. would say, like, this one is so... It's, it's leaps and bounds... Better than the the Eminem we've gotten in the last like three to five years. Yeah, most definitely. Like like, like I said, I wouldn't. I'm not gone back to an album more. I don't think I will go back to an album more than this since recovery. Like this is a genuinely overall enjoyable experience with a few hair pulling moments. But let's go back, and we gotta always look at it too. Why is it hair pulling? Yeah, is it because we don't like the way it sounds, or did he say something? Fucking crazy, because almost right. Emin- every Eminem album is like that. Right. Like, for me, I can pull up any Eminem album and tell you, like, no, I hate that song. Okay. So it's always been hit and miss to you. Yeah, I mean, his singing has never hit a chord with me. His hooks you are like kind of always, pun? always His singing never hit a chord for me. Ba-bow. Yeah, that like was that. over most of y'all's head. Like a roof. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, No, but it is kind of like hit and miss. But yes. it's not really a miss. Like It's just it's like a miss we, for Eminem. Just like when we hear Kanye doing some stupid screaming, like we did, like he did on Jesus is King. Like some people love it, some people hate it, but you know you're gonna get it. Yeah, you know you're gonna get it because it's Kanye. I kind of enjoyed it after the nineteenth time listening to it. Yeah, but not not you're talking about no screaming, not Eminem singing. Okay, yeah, no, just the Chick Fil A. And there's sometimes his singing works for me, like Marsh. Like he did his own hook with that with auto tune, and it was incredible. (coughs) We agreed that that was. Probably one of the best songs on the project. That's one of the best Eminem songs that I've heard in a while. I love that track. Then you have songs where he's singing like In Too Deep. Horrendous. My my biggest problem is I find it impossible that two women simultaneously find Eminem attractive. 
with his five foot four ass. Did you see? You know that hat he wears? That's not quite. <laughs> yeah, it it, it kind of looks like the hats they wore in Mash. I'm talking about the Vietnam TV show. Or Korea, Korea. It's just like yeah. it's like a shitty baseball cap, and 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 Eminem dresses so regular. Like I don't even want to shit on his style. I don't, don't want to say it's regular. It's just it's kind of odd. It no no it's it's regular. Like it looks like he wears a lot of sweatpants. You know what I mean? I guess. Uh, I feel like he wears a lot of sweatsuits with and, like, his black dyed shorts. beard. His, yeah. his beard's not that black. His That's fucking okay. beard is weird. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the one track I think that hit me the <clears throat> hardest. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, oh, God, he's just doing something that's controversial because, you know, it's going to be talked about, but Darkness. Dude, I like that I, one. I like it a lot. And I thought the first time I listened to it, I was like, when I was listening to the first time, I was yeah. like, yeah, this is going to be. He's, no. ta- he's rapping from the perspective of, of a shooter. Of, of a shooter. But then when I got went back and listened to it, I kind of, I, I don't want to bring this up, too, because it's kind of negative, but Epar, the song that. Earl did about rape. He tells the story hey, of rape backwards. Hey, no, you don't have Listen, to tell people. Just say E part. Some people don't know. Exactly. We don't want them to know. Anyway, <laughs> he tells yeah. this in- intricate story of a sexual assault told backwards, a whole crime. Told no, it was backwards. a full on rape murder. Yeah. But told in reverse. Yes. Yeah. But told in reverse because the name was named in reverse. Yeah. But Eminem is rapping at almost the whole way through and he keeps talking about the crowd size and how am I going to murder this show? And you think he's <laughs> rapping from the perspective, like on Kurt, the I'm song a "Curtain Rapper. Yeah, and he's talking about like popping the pills, and he's right. like he's nervous. Come to find out, this whole time he's been building up this suspense, he's been the Las Vegas shooter. And to t- tackle something so serious and do it in an artful way, I think is powerful. And if anybody has the right to speak on gun violence, I think it's Eminem for the blame that he got associated for Columbine. Another reason why it's really impactful for him to choose to do it, maybe not him, but the genre he's in. Name one genre that talks about killing and guns more. Yeah. And for them to hear about about something like this, I think would be very, very impactful. Yeah, and it wasn't all gun control. No. It was mainly mental health and with all- the ending of gun control and how important the two of them are. In the conversation. I did say, did him... I had this thought after I heard this track, guys, because I'm a cynical asshole. <laughs> Between the BET freestyle and this song, is it good enough for him to be on the Democratic campaigns coming up? Is he going to get a co-sign from the president? Maybe. I think that's enough. Like, you don't, you yeah. never know. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, maybe. Everybody's making political moves. Kanye's going Republican. Eminem's going Democrat. God, could you imagine Good that? Good dude. Presidential guys, we need to the make t shirts. The debate would be like B Rabbit. Oh, we need to make t shirts right now. Eminem versus Kanye for Democratic yeah. <laughs> presidential campaign in 2024. Who you guys voting for? Would you vote for Eminem or Kanye? <laughs> Both of them have mental health issues. I think we'd see the third party finally win. <laughs> Jill Stein gets in. Bro. Yeah, yeah, oh absolutely. Oh. Dude, that's how we get a third party in this country, guys. I get the plan now. I trust the process. We're gonna get a third party in this country eventually. <laughs> two rappers decide to run for president simultaneously. And Arnold Schwarzenegger's in there somewhere. Let's talk about the features because when I when I pulled this up, that was the first thing I noticed. I was yeah. like, okay, there's a lot of features, which I was concerned. Just kind of, I mean, he always like the last few have had a lot of features. But when I, I know, saw but the, the last features, few haven't been good. No, Jake. but when I saw the features, like none of the other ones since Kendrick Lamar is really like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm excited for this. Perked your ears. But I'm thinking like Don Tolliver, which I guess that that one is Interscope, so that's kind of a label pairing, but it, it still getting worked. the push now. Yeah, but it still worked. It was yeah. phenomenal. It was great. Anderson Pack, obviously, very close ties with Dr. Dre and Interscope. Outstanding. Label does that, but another one, outstanding. Um, even the Juice World one, we weren't really mad at. After a couple of listens. And he, he tries to harmonize with him at one point. It's just two yes, lines. Like, not even a line. He just tries to ad-lib. It hits him. different, though. But the rapping that Eminem does at the end, like, that fast. And then he makes a reference to the Chris D'Elia joke. Yeah. Um, it, it was really... It, it grew on me a lot, and I can't really say too much There's about it. There's one feature, especially with the beat pairing, that I wish would have happened. On Marsh, tell me that DaBaby would not have been fire on that piano beat. DaBaby and Eminem should just do a song together. That'd be good. I could see that. Like, I mean, if I wouldn't really, be mad at it. 
if you're trying for radio hits like with Ed Sheeran, yeah, I'd rather hear the baby and Eminem together than Ed Sheeran and Eminem. Together. And don't you think that that name that his name carries a little more weight than Ed Sheeran right now in hip hop? In hip hop, in hip hop, most certainly. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna talk bonkers, guys. Yeah, in in hip hop, most yeah. certainly. But that's the thing that makes me so mad about the Ed Sheeran song is because mm. the Eminem's part is oh, pretty I like good. It a lot. Like yeah. OG Eminem sound, at least his vocals. The right. the beat is obviously different. The flows He's, were kind of a throwback. He's telling the story about meeting like the bisexual girl and having sex with her, mm-hmm. and he's saying, uh, "I'm coming, you're bi, so you're going." Like it just reminded me of like relapse Eminem, yeah. like old, like just twisted storytelling Eminem. Yeah, but Ed Sheeran's vocals on it just I can't do it. It's weird. It's just a weird pairing because Ed Sheeran always has this like sad boy sort of aesthetic. I don't want anybody pulling up to me at the at the stoplight yeah. with my windows down would and you, it'd be Ed Sheeran. Even if he's featured on, I just don't want that. You walking around with your windows on. I don't know. I just can't do it. I feel you. I feel you. I'm not, I'm a, I like some of Ed Sheeran's tracks, but I don't think Eminem really have enough. I like Ed Sheeran when he's enjoyed on. a track with him and Eminem? I want to know where this friendship came from. I just want to know why they keep thinking like, Hey, this track peaked at ninety four. Let's let's do a song together. I could be wrong. I'm sure. It, I think the have, one with, it may have been huge. Yeah, huge. Maybe. <laughs> but what who's listening to What it? is that dynamic? Like, if this is not a phoned in verse, which I'm sure it is, but yeah. if these two have to meet at some point, what is that dynamic? Yeah, wouldn't they perform? What is that like? I don't awkward think they perform. Shit. That would be awkward as shit. And awkward as shit. shit. They like they never make eye contact. You know how like sometimes like rappers will dap each other up during a performance yeah. or like get hyped together. Like like Ed Sheeran's over here in a bubble and Eminem's in the center in a bubble. I just don't know how performing. that would work. Like we've seen videos of Ed Sheeran and Beyonce and Jay Z out. There's a video of them all riding mopeds. Yeah, um, Jay Z and Beyonce just seem cool as fuck. Yeah. I just don't know what him and Eminem would do like in a room alone. Eminem kind of looks like the kid who just like is in the corner playing with something he likes, and then he randomly comes up to you and goes, "You like Beyblades?" <laughs> and <laughs> you you have to just try and hang out with him. Let's talk about stepdad for a minute. That's it was a bit uncomfortable. I, I thought it was cringe at first, <laughs> and then like yeah. upon like the the second and third listens, I'm like, well, this is. This is kind of OG brand. Like, this is very on-brand for Eminem. Remember what we said about Eminem, too, before you continue. I'm sorry to interrupt, but this is important, because I think this might change your your look on the cringe. We both agreed that a lot of Eminem's old stuff has not aged well. Oh, Correct? no, it hasn't. So, so this part of dipping into his old bag, can we still agree that it's a bit... Eh, it's a bit yeah, shaky. Yeah, it is, and this is what it's I'm saying. It's not cringe. I... It's not full-blown cringe. It's just a little shaky. I understand the narrative he's talking about. I understand that, that domestic violence is a big issue. But is this really helping? That's what I'm saying. It's, it's not constructive. And also, it was like it was like violence begets more violence because he yeah. just takes a bat to his stepdad's head. And then he goes, he goes, put the bat down and beat him up with my bare hands. I mean, I guess it does. Also, why are you coloring in fifth grade? I was not coloring in fifth grade. I don't remember what I was doing in fifth grade. I was playing honest. video games. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Um, um, what... I guess I can see it too. Like, you have the song "Insane," where I was born with a dick in my brain. Yeah, fucked in the head, and he's talking about his stepdad abusing him. So maybe this is like the closing of that story. I, I get that, I, but like I said, is it really constructive if he's really trying to bring light upon a situation like he is with darkness? Right, just it's not a, a tasteful way to do it's it. It's just an. It's just kind of. I think, like you said, it's it borders on cringy, and I don't really want to hear it again because, like you said, it's not really does, constructive. It doesn't seem to portray any sort of message. He does have one of the best lines. And that's the worst thing about Eminem lines is they're so good, but you're like, damn, how has somebody not thought of this one? Right. Like, he says so many battery charges, he lithium oh, ion. Yeah, but I did hear that. Who hasn't thought of that? It's fucking simple. It's it's simple because he said it, though. Yeah. Like, you'd have never, you'd have never thought to think about it. Yeah, I, I just, I don't think that song was constructive. Yeah, it was a bit weird. And I don't want to hear him singing on Never Love Again. I did not like... Can we go... What was the other one called? In Too Deep? Is In that Too one? Deep. That's, he's Let's talk, talk about that one. Because you want to talk about fucking cringe? That's cringe. Yeah. It was... The reason why I said this one was cringe, guys, part about language. But the reason why I said that this one was cringe is you're a 47-year-old man. 
And I know that men have affairs, and I know women have affairs. I know that, you know, marriages break up. It happens. It's part of the human experience for some people. But as a 47-year-old man, can you just not decide to break up with your wife? (laughs) And go with... If you guys are both happier with each other, then why don't you stop this bullshit, like, going behind your back? Again, sorry for the language. But why why don't you stop this bullcrap just going behind each other's back and... And pretending like you you're like having conflicted feelings. You're yeah. pe- you're garbage, and so is she. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Is he really being truthful, or is he is it like kind yeah. of a flex? Yeah. Like it, if, it, it, that's what I think it is. It's more just like a guy going like, God, look, I still. You want to talk about two having two women? This is all you need. I was listening to this song this the is other all day, and need. I was hoping we could play it. So please do. We just need a little break, if you guys. You want to flex about having two women? This is how you professionally do it. Everybody. You do it. And you, nobody has done it better ever since. This song is stupid. This for that throwback, guys. You talk, you hear about Thugger now. You don't know about this Thugger. Let him hear. Let him hear. That's all you need to hear. That's all you need to hear. I don't need to hear you expounding on. Oh damn! I shouldn't have left my wife again. And it makes you look like a piece of crap. Am I cheating on you with her or that line? Talk about that line, Jake. Finish that. Finish that. He says, "Am I cheating on you with her or am I cheating on her with you?" Hey, dude, who do you have papers signed with? Because you're cheating on that person. You, you, you human garbage. Hey, dude, you human garbage. Don't want to hear it. Yeah, it was. It was very bad. Yeah. And that those are those tracks that make me hate Eminem again. Like there are a lot of lot of good moments on here. I first of all I like the Alfred Hitchcock concept too. Yes, incredible. That was cool. All even the picture he did for the album cover was inspired by Alfred Hitchcock. Very cool. And um, you know, murdering like putting away old beefs, but also talking about how much better you are than them. And he has a line on the uh, second or third track. Where he's talking about how he's God and he forgives Eminem. Yeah, forgives Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, forgives Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> yeah, he says, Eminem. I'm God. And I forgive. Like, he says something like, I forgive you, son, or you'll yeah. forgive, son. And then he also has the line of where he says, like, these these kids are all my pupils, but all my pupils are becoming cornier. And yeah, he says cornea, because that's like yeah. the next layer of the eye from right. the pupil. Right, all my pupils are cornea. That's, those are... Those are great moments where I'm like, I, I like that Eminem is embracing the fact that he has contributed a lot to to hip-hop. He does have incredible lyrical ability, and he does flex it on a lot of moments here. But there are such big, annoying pop attempts that he does that hold this album back from being, like, really great. Yeah, and he's always, like, there's always been tracks of him just doing stupid shit with his voice. Mm-hmm. And it may be, like, Marsh, some people may be saying, oh, bro, that was ass. Like, I don't like yeah. the hook. Maybe we just, it didn't hit for us. Right. But when he's, when he, when Eminem tries to sing, it just, it always doesn't work for me. It's just weird. Most always doesn't work. Right. Not always, but mostly. Right. Almost what is, always. What does Paul Rudd say in Anchorman? I don't know. How many of the percent of the time it works? That's This amount I mean. of times. I don't remember what. The, I don't either. I wish I knew that. Um, Were there any tracks that you really loved aside from the Little music? Engine? Lock it up with Anderson The little Black. engine, the little vin vin vin. it was such a good concept too. It was kind of wasn't he like running away from death and he was yeah like, because the like that that was the one part of the album that it does it's not like labeled Alfred mm-hmm. where Alfred Hitchcock or the persona of Alfred Hitchcock is talking and the beat it, it's very like Halloween sounding like it just sounds spooky and yeah that's one where he's running running yeah. from death. And he's, like, trying to encourage him, even though he knows he's going to kill him. Yeah. Such a cool, like, gave me goosebumps kind of track. And that's one thing, too, that I like about the production on this is a lot of the tracks ran together. Mm-hmm. Like, the audio f- that ended the track flowed, flew, like, flew right into right. the next one. It was a full one. concept. Yeah. It was a full concept. And that's when I think, like, some of, if the, some of the fat would have been trimmed off this album, it would score... A lot higher. A, I, I wouldn't say a lot higher, but it would have put it in a whole other tier, I think. Yeah. Yeah. If if some of the tr- trim or some of the fat could be trimmed off yeah. of this, I will say I I got I got a lot more songs off this album than I have from Eminem in a very long time. Yeah, very long time. So so thank you Eminem. What are you Appreciate gonna give it? it? I give it a five and a half. It got a six. 
I'll give it a five and a half because I still there's still those cringe moments really hit hard for yeah. me sometimes. I mean, it's my favorite. I think this is my favorite release since Recovery, as far as if I would go back to it. Right. Re- replay value is pretty decent. It'll be on replay until there's something new that comes out. Yeah. I'll say that. How about that? Like I said, not a fan of the singing really at all. Yeah. I'll make like a playlist of just the tracks I like off this project. Yeah. And I'll play those. Um, like you said, the concept and the concept art worked well together. Like blending it into an Alfred Hitchcock, kind of like an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very cinematic, especially the, the ending, the outro, just tied everything together. I would recommend this. If somebody asked me, like, hey, did you like the Eminem, I'm, I, would, I would say yeah. I would, I would recommend this. With like, I get the, it for what it is. I would recommend this with the caveat that this is for older Eminem fans, and also not every song is good. Yeah. That's, that's what I would say. I can't recommend I feel, the whole I mean, project. I feel like I'm an Eminem fan, and I know all of Eminem's albums. Maybe are. I would say, what? maybe I would say, like, my favorite songs on here. I couldn't recommend the whole album. I mean, I told you when we were starting, I, yeah. I liked it. When it shines, it really shines, but yeah. when it's bad, it's really bad. Yeah. Like, there's not any really middle ground. It's very hit or miss. Yeah, the tracks either scored a 7 or 8 or, like, a 5 two. to 2. Yeah. 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 Very all over the place. So. I hope y'all heard that pop. Yeah, we we cracking up in here. Cracking, popping. What you been listening to? All right. You tell me first. Let's see. Let's see what Apple says I've been listening to. Yeah. Oh, shout out to Theopolis London. Bebe? Yes, um, I downloaded that, but I have not. Really I haven't listened, listened to, to it yet. yet, but let me tell you, some we might be reviewing this one. I don't know yet. I like him a lot. He he has some of the features on here. Lil Yachty, Tame Impala, Raekwon from Wu-Tang, and Ariel Pink, who's who's a really good alternative artist, if you guys haven't heard him. Very good. Very, very good. So, obviously, Eminem and Mac Miller, but and I went and listened. Uh, there's a few tracks on that, like, expanded version of Ronin's The Dreamers that I liked. The rest of it was just, you could tell they were throwaways. Um, Eagles, their greatest hits album. Listen to Kanye's 808s. Uh, Don Tolliver. Jack Boy's still up there. I guess I listened to Bebe enough for him to be bit. up there. Yeah. Um, and that's really been it. Um, not really too much going on. I mean, the two albums we just reviewed were good enough for me to like enjoy really listening yeah. to them. So I didn't go like actively looking for something else. Right. I just stayed in, I guess, review mode. Yeah, yeah. I think because it mean, was enjoyable enough to do so. The, the both albums were really good. I didn't I didn't mind that we wait we waited a little bit, and I think that was good, especially for the Mac Miller uh, project. I wanted to give more of a full review. Um, I've been listening to Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone. Okay. I watched his interview with Kerwin Frost, and it made me kind of want to go back to it. Uh, Tech Nine's EP is uh, it's called Interfere Level Two. Listen to that. Uh, Saba's Take Care for Me. Uh, Future Life is Good with Drake. Playboy Cardi Die Lit. <laughs> Mac Miller Swimming. Um, some electronic music here. Oh, uh, Brother Ali, Secrets and Escapes, uh, for some more like underground hip hop. If you guys want some of that, and then Don Tolliver and King Cruel, Man Alive. Okay, that's it. So for the writing prompt of this week, oh, let's hear it. Do you think family values still exist? That's straight out the book. I think so. I think so too. I think more so they evolve, which everybody's family life is different. Like I think from both of our perspectives, looking into each other's lives, I think our prob- our family life growing up was better than most. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, no family's ideal. Like nobody knows what goes behind closed, what goes on behind closed doors in any relationship. But I think with like our family values, like if either of us have kids and have a family, like we're obviously not going to teach our kids everything our parents taught us. Because I think like your family values and, and things that you believe or I think everybody learns from their own experience and yeah. kind of takes what they want from what they learned from their parents. I think I would teach it. I think everything is just like a variation of what you've learned. So I definitely would teach what I learned, but maybe with different different rules or different variations on the rules, you know, to kind of fit the times. But I think now more than ever... Um, family values is important to keep in mind because 
the world is becoming very decisive, divisive, and everybody's sort of either on the far end of the spectrum. And I think family values always taught us at the root of family values is compassion and understanding. Yeah. And compassion and understanding help you find the middle ground. And that's what's important in times like, like these. Finding the middle ground with people so you guys can live com- comfortably and harmoniously yeah. together. That's what family values to me was a, was all about. Yeah, I mean, think back like when we were kids. Like, the, Remember the narrative with Ellen sitting by George Bush at that mm-hmm. sporting event? Yeah. Like, that would be such a non-story when we were growing up. Like, literally everything is, you have to be this end of the spectrum or this end of the spectrum. There's, like, no middle ground if you're, if you're, it, there's a lot of, like, if you're, then statements. Mm, exactly. In, in media today. And yeah, it's not that. And I think family values, that's, like, and it doesn't even have to be family values. It could be, like, a close, like, group of friends that all have, like, like-minded, like, like-minded individuals. Because yeah. not everybody has... A family that they can rely on. Right. But having a network of people that are like-minded and can check up on you and, and know you. Yeah. Help you stay grounded when everything swings so left or right. For sure. For sure. It is always just remembering who you are. And my family definitely helped me with that. And I, if I have kids, I, I would want to do that as well. Not Not tell them who they are, but sort of guide them in a way that helps them sort of understand the world they're living in. Yeah. You know, you can't really just go in blind. Otherwise, you fall victim to all sorts of shit. Yeah. No, and there's, like, things, like, I've learned now that, like, I think would be important to, like, I don't know, I would say preface to a kid, but, like, like I, I like schooling. Like, I wish I would have done better in school, and I wish that as a kid I realized how important it was. And I feel like my parents and just be like, oh, you need to do better in school. Right. Like that was just kind of do better in school or we're going to take your Xbox. Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> do better to school or you're going to have a bitch of a time doing right. anything with your life. Right. Not to say that I have it. Right. But I just wish I would have. There's just, there's a lot you'll of, have a bitch of a time. You'll have a bitch of a time making, <laughs> making a life whether or not yeah. you do your schoolwork. I just want to say that. I think kind of like. Just what, different obstacles. I think that family values and the ideologies we believe in yeah. kind of change with the times. Yeah. And they're just constantly evolving. Listen, I don't believe everything. Me and my dad have fundamental differences. And and he and I, he's my dad. I love him very much. I respect him. We we just understand that we're two different men at this point. And that's what it is with families. Like, I'm sure you have that with your dad. Yeah. There are some things where you guys are like, hey, we're never going to agree on this. And he goes, you're right. And then you guys just shake hands and go, that's it, we just won't talk about it. I'll give you a petty example. All right. That man loves to drink Clamatos. You know what those are? Bud Light, (laughs) clam juice, tomatoes, juice, and hot sauce. It's gross. Dude tries to get me to drink it all the time. Like, that's one thing, like, we've just agreed to disagree on. Right. There are more serious things, but yes, that is true. Yeah, and it's more so, like, with the serious things. But this idea of not, not wanting to be around your parents or not being with your family just because you guys don't agree... It's not really realistic. Yeah. You know? Because it's still going to... You need family, bro. You need family. Like, we've seen consequences of not having your family around. It's it's catastrophic. I mean, look at the kids, children at the border in Mexico when they were being separated from their mothers and fathers. No matter who you are, no matter what side of the fence you're on, everybody immediately empathizes with that. It's just not something you want to see. I like that pun. That was light. Which side of the fence you're on? Yeah. Yeah, We we bout it. Bout it. Sorry for your speakers, but we we bout it, bout it, bout it, with the puns. Um, anything else to say? No pun intended. That's yeah, all. I'm no saying. pun intended. Um, Can we? I like these. I, like you said, it's been a good good start to to twenty twenty. Yes, yes. I like it. Go ahead. Better better than what we got last year. Much year. better than Jan. This is the most memorable January in a long time since yes. Run the Jewels three came out in like late December. Yeah, wasn't that on Christmas Day? Yeah, it was fucked up. They knew no, they knew nobody would put it on the 2018 list. Well, here we go. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, if I had a chance to do it all over again, I would change shit. DA got that dope. I'm screaming out, no regret. 
Hey everybody, thanks for listening to another episode of Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. We appreciate you spending your time with us. Don't forget to share us with your family and friends. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HLHPO. Once again, that's HLHPO. Thanks for the support, and until next time, see ya!